I am Dale Rutledge, your host for today's episode. We're doing things a little different on today's Ringside Pop. We're going to discuss our wrestling journeys. As a host, a referee, and a wrestler turned actress, the three of us have had three very different paths in this crazy industry. Uh, how did we each enter the wrestling business, and what places around the globe has it taken us? And what brought us here to Ring Sad Pop? Uh, we always love having guests on the show, but today's panel is just the three of us. As always, we like to kick it off with Miss Stevens. You might know her as Amazing Kong, Awesome Kong, or Karma. Yeah. But we know her as Kia. Hey. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You seem so far right now. I know. What's up with this? I you shoulder to shoulder. I, I got to rub up against Marty for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all behave over there. <laughs> So we signed some paperwork before the show. Y'all can't get too frisky. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, he's one of WWE and Lucha Underground's finest to wear the black and white stripes. He's Marty Elias. How you doing? How's it going? Going great. I'm glowing. Ah, are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, things are kicking them back up, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be glowing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he's teasing me because he know he gets to go back to work tomorrow. And I gotta like, yes, I do. wait a week. Okay, yes, you're, so you're a week behind, huh? I'm a week behind. Week behind, yeah. I see. But, you know, but I'm going in tomorrow and uh, setting up rings and uh, getting stuff prepared for the girls to come in. And uh, I'm excited as can be. And like I said, I'm glowing. <laughs> Gonna gussy it all up for you, basically. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> normally we start with the news, so why not do it right now? Thank you, dramatic news music. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was like, where's the bump, bump, bump? Wait, 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 There's wait, always wait. a bump, 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 Dale. <laughs> That news is a real diva. Man, all right, first up in the news, Elon Musk. He has introduced his space. Suit, which is the coolest space name you could ever have. Hi, I work for SpaceX. He has introduced this suit uh, that you guys will see here in a minute. It is pretty much, I think it's a Daft Punk suit. I don't know if you guys <laughs> have seen it, um, but it is crazy futuristic looking. Here we go. And it's super rad. It's definitely beaten anything that NASA made. Mm. You guys can see that. Very Look how sleek. cool it is. Yeah, looks like a, almost like a racing jacket with a nice bicycle helmet. <laughs> On that bicycle, bike helmet. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very sleek. I dig it. Man, this this new space race is very interesting. It's basically all guys like Elon Musk and uh, Richard Branson, you know, all the mm. all the rich dudes of the world are like, yeah. you know what, we're going to do it first. Right. So we'll see. And venture pioneers, real pioneers. Yeah. Pioneers today. Ace really should have had that space suit going. He is a spaceman <laughs> from KISS. Maybe next tour. <laughs> Maybe next tour. This. Or he could be one of the first to go. 
I heard they were selling tickets on Virgin Galactic already. Yeah, for like yeah, its first yeah. Time. You know, oddly enough, back in '79 when they started talking about the space race, mm-hmm. Ace Frehley was one of the guys who said he wanted to sign up and go for it. I don't know if he can afford it today, but I know in 1979 <laughs> he could when Kiss was Super Kiss. He didn't invest properly, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, they already have their. Where's their spaceport? Is it Arizona, uh, Texas? It's somewhere in the yeah, somewhere in the desert, the bigger yeah. desert area. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. A spaceport. Airport's going to be, like, obsolete. Where's your spaceport? Where do you fly out of? <laughs> I fly out of Mars. Oh, I'm headed to Uranus. You're right. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we got to wait 10 years for hey that. Hello. I didn't sign the clause for that one. <laughs> Meet me outside. Meet me outside. <laughs> we know where Dale's going. Would you, uh, would you guys fly to space if it became, like, reasonable? Is that something that you would be okay with? After they test it out. Yeah. Because I don't know what them Hindenburg people was thinking about. Mm-hmm. The Titanic folks. Let me they rest in peace. Yeah. They but uh, about that. I'm not going to be the first on nothing. Oh, hell no. I ain't even going to be the hundredth, I don't think. guinea pigs. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you go. Let <laughs> the rich people do it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if space becomes a thing, like most everything becomes a thing, Uh you know, and it's been proven, then yeah, sign me up. I mean, I I probably can't afford it, but yeah, yeah, sign me up. Just put me on the list. It's not going to be in our lifetime of affording trips to the moon. I know, right? I'm sorry. Maybe we can pull together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of us can go with the GoPro. (laughs) (laughs) Or the GoPro just go by itself. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's probably the way we can afford it. Uh, Also in the news, we've got solar flares. We've got California burning. Mm. We got Hurricane Harvey, uh, Irma, Jose. Mexico had the biggest earthquake in 100 years. Uh, two Category 4 uh, hurricanes have never touched ground in the same year. Uh, so basically, my question is, what the hell is going on? Who ordered this ap- apocalypse? All right, I was going to say, it's apocalypse now. Like, seriously, yeah. that was... Seriously. <sighs> Biblical. It, it, is, Biblical. it is crazy. And it's and this is all this is just since we've been here last time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that all just all happened. this. So I don't I don't know what people are thinking. That's just like the 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 nature stuff. That's just the nature we get, stuff. We can't even touch the man made stuff that's I going on. I was gonna bring the, up Korea. The nature other, stuff that's going on. Other crazy. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, if people can still deny uh Different different things of global warming yeah, happening. But. Uh, I mean, the scientists said it would happen this way, and almost verbatim, that's what's happening. It's absolutely crazy. But what's maybe crazier, I thought, was this sheriff from Florida. He, um, I forget his name, Sheriff Dumbass, we'll call him. He said that, um, basically caused his own storm online, where he said that everybody... <laughs> all the residents ahead of ahead of, of Irma coming in. He said all the residents that come uh, and and because basically when you go to the shelter, you have to just show them your ID. Uh-huh. He's like anybody that has a warrant out. Oh yeah, they're going to jail. They're going to go to jail. <laughs> you can you can you can have nice safe security in our jail cell. So come on down. Come on down. We'll save you. We know it's it's a uh, life threatening situation. I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone. Can you yeah. believe that guy? I, that's just. Uh, Now's not the time for that. It just seems weird. You know, hearing that, it kind of sends a a message that we don't give a damn about anybody. Right. And what what me, uh, for me personally, and this this irked me, uh, is that when uh, Joel Olstein didn't open up his church. Oh, God, but then yeah. when he did, when, when there was victims of, uh, of the hurricane in his church, that he had the balls, and, and I'll say it like it is, he had the balls to pass around the plate and, and ask for 
Did he really? Did he really? Yes, he did. Oh my god! Wait, there, he was housing folks in there, and then he was like, "Let's let's give up, give it up to yes. the church to people less fortunate, absolutely than yourselves, yeah, so victims of people the, like me." Yeah, like victims of the hurricane were attending church, and I'm getting goosebumps and everything because when I'm passionate about something. I, I do that. But, yeah, he opened up his church after he said it was flooded and things. And then uh, he, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, victims of the hurricane in his church, you know, during a service. And, he, again, he had the balls to, to pass around the plate and ask for donations or whatever. And, you know, stuff like that to me just irks, irks me big time. And it's not right. I love when he said, I don't, I don't pay attention to the Twitters. Yeah. I didn't know that we, we weren't purposely keeping our door. We, we just decided to open our doors now. And he did, had all his interviews he did that day. Oh, yeah. He was like on TMZ. Wait, uh, see, there was flooding. Yeah. We had the flood because we had a flood before. They have like a person. And so we built this thing to contain flooding. <laughs> he has like a guy in the background like splashing right? in with water. <laughs> it's flood water. That guy is crazy. Well, anyway, this sheriff apparently goes to his church. <laughs> apparently <laughs> because, so. Church dumbass. Yeah, just doesn't give a crap. I Listen, I understand you got to warn out. You know, yeah. Obviously, some things are going on with you, but. I mean, like, anymore? Like, anymore. You, like, a saying. traffic, like, I didn't get to the I didn't get to the courthouse for my little traffic ticket. He said, if you show up, you show your ID, we check it. you got a warrant. You're going to jail. Oh, that's just inappropriate. So, everybody's just going to stay. If you have anything like that, you're right? just going to. You're going to take the danger of the storm. I'm yes, sure. you're going to take the danger of the storm. And it may cost you your life. <laughs> yeah, and it may cost you your life because you got some damn brake light that was out and you didn't go to court. You know, it's appalling to, to, to know that people like that who, like I said earlier, don't give a damn about people or, you know, just humanity. I mean, you know, they. I mean, with, with these disasters that are happening, I mean, you know, with something like that, you should be able to turn the other cheek and go, "Hey, you know what? Human to human, humankind. I'm going to help you." Yeah, you right. know, and, and, and all that other nonsense, like warrants and all that other stuff, it doesn't mean anything right now in the big scope. And if you want to be an a hole, that's great. Say that kind of thing to your coworkers at the sheriff's office or whatever the hell. But he tweeted this. He's just putting that out into the universe. Of mm-hmm, all right. Anyways, so in better, more exciting news that is not related to anything terrible, uh, Nikki Bella is going to be dancing with the stars this season. They put out an official photo of her looking good in that dress. That's a wonderful dress. I don't know who that guy is, but he's looking all right, too. But this whole thing looks... I I don't watch this show. but What? You don't watch for the mirror ball? (laughs) I just it really it just taxes me to watch it. It's it's a is lot. It, has it started already or they just announced the they show? They just be announced on? who's going to be on. So okay. it starts, I guess, maybe in a couple weeks or something. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, they're rehearsing right now. Is what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I, I watched Dancing with the Stars uh, twice. First time I watched it because Jericho was there. Mm. Was Stacey Keebler the other one? <laughs> no, no. Actually, Tommy Chong was the other one. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Tommy uh, rocked it with his bad knee. Yeah, man. So uh, it, it was cool, and you know, it, it was great because I actually got to go down and, and watch him film it when Jericho was there. Uh, he had me down as a guest, and we went, and it was such an amazing experience to be there. I mean, it's such a small soundstage, yeah. too, man. You think, you know, of course. You know, they're smoking mirrors with movies and whatever, TV. But, I mean, the place was just like a little room is what it was. But it, it was so cool to see it and see Chris get his thing. And thankfully, he didn't get boated off when I was there. You know, and, uh, <laughs> it, it was so cool, you know. But congrats to her, and I hope she does well. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting that they've had, I guess, so that, I guess this is a third wrestler, right, that they've had on there. If it was yeah, Stacey like Keebler. Yeah, Jericho. Jericho right? and, yeah, and now she'd Nikki be the Bella. third. And they always have you do, like, your signature whatever. So, you know, we're going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Working, Nikki, working. You know she's gonna bust that out for sure. She might be the first active wrestler to do it because Jericho did it when he was not at the company yeah. at the time, I believe. Right? Yeah, he was in Fozzie mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe she's the first one while still under contract. So good for her. Right. I'm excited to see what they do with it. And uh, I love Nikki and anything she does. So I'll, I'll check it out. It's it's on, is it on Wednesday? It's on Tuesday nights, huh? Are they still breaking it up where they vote on one night and do yeah, something? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So she's going to like go up against SmackDown. Oh. It's going to be SmackDown Ooh. v. Nikki Bella. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm always causing trouble. Uh, see. No. Like New it. Tuesday Night Wars. <laughs> you know, but it's gonna, <laughs> you know, but it's gonna That's be, why I like you. It's going to be interesting to see if Cena misses any tapings to uh, go and uh, watch Oh, her yeah, line. he'll be there for sure, at yeah. least for one. Yeah, because yeah, if they're, they're taping on Mondays or Tuesdays, I mean, and John wants to show up and give support, I wonder uh, how they're going to write him out of that. Ooh. Or maybe they just do a segment from there or something oh. like, oh, okay. here's, here's Nikki and John backstage. Interesting. When does it start? When does it premiere? I didn't look that up. Y'all Google it. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> my news was just that she was going. I didn't care when it started because I don't watch it. Um, <laughs> my in-laws love it so much, though. They just, I think I have... A, it's I not, cute! It's just, it's a lot. That's what people think about wrestling. Really, it's a lot of hours. <laughs> it, it is a lot. It's a lot of energy. You got you got the one host. Oh, this is wonderful. I just want to taste you. I catch you. He does. Oh, talk, he does talk he just, talk he just like that, actually. And you know, seeing it in person, he's even louder. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> My goodness. It. Oh boy. Well, anyway, so let's let's start with our topic of the day. That's the end of the news. Mm. Um, Kia, let's start with you. What's going on? Uh, so, how did you get into wrestling? What, what, bring us back. Roll it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I got in it, seriously, for shits and giggles. Really? Like, like it, was, it was a joke that went really far. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> was it a joke or a dare? Like, like, a little bit of both. It was like, uh, I was young, I had a really good, great career, I own my own business, and it was like, oh, this is kind of boring. If I can do this at this age now, so young, I can do it later. I want to do something wild and crazy. What's wild and crazy wrestling? You know, all my when I was a social worker, all my charges <clears throat> would come in and be like, such and such is on. I'd run from my office and we'd go watch it and stuff uh. and, and the chairs and the whatnot. And, well, hell, when the girls would fight in-house, I'd get hit with chairs anyway. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'd rather do this on TV if I'm going to get hit with chairs. Get paid, boy. Right? So, um, and plus, I love The Rock, and I was like, you know what? If I was a wrestler, then I could meet The Rock. He'll see these fall in love with me. <laughs> Is that the step uh, one, step yeah, two right? process? I was like, <laughs> Let's see. I need to rock and show my titties. Right? Uh, marriage. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Step three. Right? Seriously, like, for, for a while, this is like when the internet was still, like, new. I was, like, Miss, my handle was, like, Miss Pebbles for a while. It was, like, mm. rocking Pebbles. And, oh, my God. Are yeah, you I was That's obsessed. tremendous. Oh. I, was, I was obsessed. I, I thought you like, you just really liked that, that recording artist, Pebbles. You right. remember no, her? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. No. I love The Rock. Or you wanted rock. to show him Pebbles. I love The Rock. And so, they, yeah, that was my plan. And so I went out and I tried out for, what's the gimmick? Um, the tough enough. Oh yeah. And then Jr. said what he said, and he was like, "Oh, you never make it. You're too big." And I was like, "You watch this, ever?" Oh, that was his. That yeah, was he was his... like, he was like, "Oh, you're too, you're too fat. You're too over, like, overweight to ever be successful in wrestling." And I was like, "Oh, really? Wow." I you don't that. dare. You don't say that to me. Did you? You do not him? dare me. Did you send him the crow to eat, or has he figured it out on his? Oh own? no, he's figured it out. On his own. <laughs> so but yeah, you don't say things like that to me. I'm still wishing somebody would dare me say, "Oh, you would never make a million dollars." I'm like, "Don't you say that to me." 
So, Don't you dare me like, yeah, like Let me ask you, have, have you seen JR since yes, then? Yes, JR and I are great friends. Yes, I love JR. And, he, and he's actually, Helm, McFoley, um, Steve Austin are responsible for getting together and, uh, and putting on that campaign on Twitter um, to have um, WWE call me. They did that collectively together. Awesome. Nice. So, yeah, that's, you know, so after that, went to Japan for six years, came over here, did Shimmer, ROH, TNA. And then WWE. That's a hell of a journey. Yeah, that's the short, short, that's short version. <laughs> that's a short and long of it. Well, let's get back to that in a second. Then, Marty, tell us about you. What what, what got you in this crazy biz? Kiss. You know, I, I wanted to be in Kiss because it all I, comes back to Kiss. It, it all oh, comes back to Kiss. <laughs> Whatever I do in life, it always all comes back around to kiss. to kiss. It does, and, and you know, I, I say that. Uh, jokingly, but I, I really do mean that. I mean, everything always comes back to Kiss because seeing Kiss and seeing how entertaining they were and, and the spectacle of what it was, pro wrestling has that aspect to it, you know, with uh-huh. all the music, the, the the production and everything else. And me, I mean, if I'm g- going to pay hard-earned money, I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what wrestling does, and Kiss does it, you know, even to this day. So I wanted to, to to do something, didn't know what it was, and then uh, my my dad got out of prison, and him and my mom would work on the weekend. So then I would go and babysit because I was the oldest. I would babysit my younger brothers, and the only thing that calmed those little bastards down was wrestling. <laughs> so uh, just watching it with them, and then when I was finally old enough, I uh, said, "Hey, I want to go see it live." So then uh, you know I piled in my car. And I took my little brothers, and we we went, and we would watch it, and we fell in love with it. And then I, I just got this moment where I said, I, I can do this. I don't know why. Something mm. told me I, I could go do this, you know, because I wanted to be in Kiss. That wasn't going to happen because I was poor and couldn't afford any uh, instruments or nothing or equipment. So then uh, I started looking around for a wrestling school, and uh, I found Jesse Hernandez, School of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Brother, brother, brother. Brother, brother, brother. Uh, my first session, it cost me $15 cash. Nice. Brother, Tuesday night, you can come here, brother, but make sure you get the $15, brother. And $15. <laughs> for those so, who don't know, Jesse was also my first wrestling coach. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I uh, started with him and just train, 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 and then... There was a moment where I heard Bill and, and Jesse uh, complain about referees, so mm. a light bulb turned on, and I said, how can I contribute? And I said, I can be a referee, because I, I, I wasn't going to be a wrestler, although I was training hard, but that light bulb went on, and I said, you know, reality, what can I do to contribute in refereeing? And then I, I did that, and I started training, started working shows, and then I just, my, my, my reputation preceded me, and I started working for everybody and anybody I could, and it took me to... Japan took me to Mexico, all the independents. I I tried out for everybody. I tried out for WCW, tried out for WWF. I I, I talked to Paul Heyman once about ECW. Uh, And, you know, I I would literally call WWE at least 100 times a week back then. Wow. Wow. I I would actually show up to shows because back then you could. You know, you could just show up with your gear and I'm here and and they'd put you to work or whatever. Or you you can just hang out. Now it's all complicated and they got lists and they got all this other stuff, security and all that now. So you can't just show up. But back then you could, so I would. So it got to the point where JR was transitioning out with J.J. Dillon and and John Leonidas. And it got to the point where, where John Leonidas called me one time and says, Marty, we know who you are. Don't you effing call us again because you're bugging us. <laughs> if, if, if we need to hear from you, we'll call you. 
And I was like, all right, thanks, John. Appreciate that. Calls next week. I did. I, 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 did. I called. I called. I didn't stop that, man. So I, I kept calling, man. And, you know, That's funny. I, I, I finally got looked at. And uh, like Tommy Dreamer w- was a real big uh, fan of mine, and uh, you know he he got me looked at. But uh, I showed up one time to a uh, WWE event. It's when Booker and, and Batista had the big fight at SummerSlam. Oh um, yeah! And it, 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 everything was chaotic. And Johnny had told me the night before at Raw that he would talk to me when doors started. When doors opened, he was gone, disappeared. So I went to San Diego the next day, and I seen him all all by himself walking down a hallway. And I said, "Now's my time." So if there's ever an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if there's an opportunity, seize the moment and do it. So my moment was there, and I said, look, I need to talk to you. And he very sarcastically goes, what do you need to tell me? No. And I said, well, and I continued uh, uh, asking him for his time. So finally he goes, go ahead, tell me. So I cut a huge promo on him. It was laced with profanity and everything else. I told him that I was the best, that if he didn't hire me, it would be a big mistake, that he needed me, I would be an asset, and if he didn't like it, I wasn't going to leave. And I, and whether he hired me or somebody else hired me, I was going to be with WWE no matter what. Ooh, wow. So he walked me over to the table where Tim White and Sergeant Slaughter were, and this was in San Diego, and he says, Sarge, get Marty a dark match. I want to see what he can do. So uh, I got a dark match. It was Funaki versus uh, Sylvan. And Funaki went over with the crossbody out of the corner. And uh, I came back. He says, you did a good job, kid. Uh, Timmy White seen the whole thing go down when I cut the promo on Johnny. And he goes, damn, kid, you did great, kid. You did great, kid. And uh, so Tommy Dreamer pulled me aside. He goes, Johnny was really impressed with your work. So we'll be in touch. So they called me maybe three weeks later. And says, uh, hey, you know, could you uh, come help out? And I went, sure. But Howard Finkel actually called me up. And I thought it was Rib mm. because he called me at work. <laughs> Mar- hey, Marty, uh, Rublaklama, we're uh, calling on behalf of John Leonidas. Uh, would you like to come out and help uh, work? Uh, I was like, yeah, right, click. Uh, no. <laughs> Hung up on him three times. <laughs> it, happens more, it happens more than you think. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> so finally he goes, you know, can I have a fax number so I can... Uh, Fax you some information, flight information. I was like, yeah, whatever. So I gave him a fax number. Well, can you please stand by the fax machine? Let me know that you're getting it. I was like, whatever, dude. So then I'm standing there, and he was like, yeah, the fax is coming through now. And it starts coming in, and I went, I had to change my shorts, man, because it was real. That's awesome. The rest is history, man. It's funny how they're real cool with that, because it really happens more than you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Tommy Dreamer actually gave John Laurinaitis my number, he, Tommy called me up and said, can I give John your number? And I'm like, this is a big old game. Whatever. Right, All right, yeah. you're ribbing me. Whatever. I got a sense exactly. of humor. Play along. And then I get this phone call, and I had a, I was, I had the flu. I sound like I sounded the other oh, week. Right, you, you say, <laughs> and so there's John Laurinaitis, who sounds a very distinctive way. Yeah. yeah. And I have a strep throat, and I'm like, hello. And he's like, this is Johnny. I'm like, is it really? I'm not trying to make fun of you, but <laughs> <laughs> and then like I asked him to email me to just to really see if it was really John Lauren, and it really was. He emailed me from the <sighs> WWE Corp.com, yep. and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And I yeah, got Tommy back. Like, thank you, Tommy. You're awesome. That's yeah, so funny. It's crazy. 
I bet a lot of people make fun of his voice. I'm sure he, you weren't the first one to accidentally do it even. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. He's like, oh, of course, of course you'd call today. He's <laughs> like, I'm trying to give you a job. Right? <laughs> you're, you're trying to be funny? you trying to be funny. <laughs> Real funny Johnny story. Uh, Vince never wanted to call him Johnny Ace because that was his name, Johnny Ace. Right. So Vince being the river that he is, which people really don't know, that Vince has a huge sense of humor. Huh. Vince... There was a new writer, so he told the writer, he goes, hey, go find me Johnny Ace. And everybody knows that Vince didn't like that, but Vince told the kid, go find Johnny Ace. So the kid was going around the the whole day at TV asking for Johnny Ace, and everybody's like, hey, Fabian, going like, don't know, don't know. know? And finally, the kid goes up, I can't find Johnny Ace. (laughs) (laughs) Poor kid. <laughs> ribs, 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 ribs. Yeah, there's a lot of ribs over there. I tell you what, I actually, um, I started like 2008. I used to work for Bedhead um, for my for my journey, and uh, it was like when the divas were really being. I think the divas launched right around then when they were actually calling them divas, mm. uh, and so. I was a huge fan already, and so I contacted them like, "Hey, I can give you guys a bunch of hair products and stuff, you know." And ain't nobody turned down free hair products. Is no what way. I found out when right. I worked at Bedhead. Anything free, anything free. <laughs> but man, I tell you, hair stuff will get you far. Is All what right. I found out. It's, a, it's like a currency in certain cultures. Um, and I just started, you know, working with them that way, and they, you know, they were super nice and and surprisingly really cool. Like you never know how that kind of stuff is going to do. Because I was a huge fan, so to me, it was like a risk, kind of, to even be like. But you know what, Dale? We're all huge fans, man, and that's what yeah. a lot of people don't get, man. Oh, you're a mark. Oh, all these marks. No, we're all marks. You know, that's why we got in the business because we loved it and we so much it. that we had to be a yeah, part of it. Absolutely, you know. So when you know, when I hear people say that, all oh, the marks and everything, what are you talking about? You're a supermark. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a supermark, and I'm proud of it. Me too. Hi, my name is Kia, and I'm a supermark. Yeah. <laughs> Very different from a supermarket, by the right? way. Right? Yes, <laughs> I want to be, be very clear. Um, yeah, and then I, I met Maria Menunos uh, a couple years after that, and her, and her and Kevin, who runs AfterBuzz TV, they were super nice to me. And, and I'd actually known Maria from, from previously. I'd done her makeup. I used to be a makeup artist as well. And I'd done her makeup for a photo shoot, like, years ago. And then uh, we started hanging out and being friends, and she invited me over to watch Behind the Candelabra mm. at her house. Great movie. I, I had no idea, but she loved it so much. Great movie. This was, like, the replay. She's like, the HBO oh, one? Yeah, yeah, the HBO one. Great so she had a bunch of people over to the house, and it was me and, and Kathy Kelly and some other people that were there. And Maria and I happened to sit next to each other. And I had never done, like, hosting or anything. I always did, like, theater and stuff, you know, in school, but I'd never really done hosting gigs. And uh, I was like, um, I was like, you know what? What you and Liberace have in common, right? She's like, no. <laughs> like, what? Both both appeared at WrestleMania. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's right. You 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 love all the wrestling stuff, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And uh, it just kind of took off from there. We started talking about wrestling, and then she's like, you should come, you should come be at AfterBuzz TV. Nice. And she, I was like, okay, like right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm available. Back it up. Fast forward. <laughs> yeah. And then I went on to, to After Buzz and did Raw show and it rolled into getting a show at Nerdist and Fox Sports and it just kind of to your point, Marty. It's like one one thing pops up and yeah. then you just gotta another yeah. gotta go through each door. Nobody's gonna care opens. as much as you. Yes. Yep. So if you don't bug them and tell them how much it's important to you, they've got somebody else who's gonna do it oh, more yeah. than you. Exactly. You know. So be annoying. Cause, oh yeah. Because be that squeaky people, wheel. Yeah. Be daring. Be mm-hmm. brave and. You know, take every opportunity you can. Make your opportunities. 
Absolutely. You know? So, so where is so globally speaking, where is the favorite place of yours that wrestling has taken you? I'm going to exempt Japan because that's just like very obvious. <laughs> it is a toss up between the UK and Australia. Okay. Like, it's, it's like, it's so... Anywhere in particular in the UK or, or just kind of like all the vibe all, like of all the, of it? Just the vibe of mm-hmm. it, you know? It's, oh, gosh, I really, oh, I don't know. Wait, I, oh, I love Scotland too. I love Glasgow. Uh, no, I would say between yep, between the UK and um, Perth, Australia. Hmm. Now, which one did you go to first? Because a lot of times I feel like UK. that first trip you go somewhere, it's kind of like oh, catches well, you off too. J- mm, after Japan, UK. UK. Okay. One. Yes. UK is nice because it's it feels familiar in a way. Like yes. some, some people are speaking English, something you know, and yet foreign. At but the that's same so time. different. Everything's yes. so old. So old. They drive on the wrong side of the road, depending on where you are. You know, it's like the other side. No, it's the wrong side. I've listened to it. <laughs> 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 they want you to think otherwise. Yes, I, yeah, it's it's cool over there, and their healthcare kicks. Like the first time I went over there, I go to the hospital. It was funny. We were at a show and like six of us ended up at the hospital. Oh no. And the, the hospital people were like, what's going on at this show? <laughs> like, is, this a, is this a prank show? What's right? happening? And everybody had something like different going on. I didn't, my my match was over but like I had something gastro going on and I was like, so I now don't eat, I don't eat the cheese here. <laughs> I can't eat it. <laughs> and then rushing to the hospital and it was and they left no I was like I don't pay for this they're like no here you go here's your prescription for in your tummy and then and I was like okay you're like you know I yeah. had some other ailments at right? that time can you, can you tell me is this mold normal <laughs> well, yeah. you gotta get back in line <laughs> yes I love that you can how about you Marty Japan of course j- just like Kia I mean in, in Japan of course, because of the, the history and just working with those guys there. Like, you know, when I went on my own, I, I worked with Otani. And that's one of the things, you know, that I pride myself on is that a lot of the WWE refs, even former WWE refs and the guys who are there today, have only done, like, certain indies and things of that nature. You know, where I did Mexico, I did Japan with Zero One, Hashimoto, uh-huh. prior to going to WWE and everything. So a lot of them haven't had that opportunity to do that. I take pride that I have done that. But Japan was amazing because the fact that they have the best record stores ever. Oh, do they? Ever. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. They, they, they're, they're DVDs, they're vinyl, they're picture discs. I mean, Tsutaya. you got to go to Tsutaya. It, it, it's, it's the best. You know, like There's a record store in Shinjuku, which is called Airs, and Chris Jericho and I went there every single time and literally spent too much money <laughs> on, on stuff. But It's no such thing. I, I loved uh, South Africa, and you know, uh, uh, last week when we had PJ here, he was talking about, um, you know, Johannesburg. I mean, I love that place. I mean, it's gorgeous, mm. gorgeous there. You know, so and uh, Baghdad w- was very interesting. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. I've never been. I've been to Dubai, but I haven't been to like true Middle East kind of vibe. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm sure, that's a very intriguing yeah. place to be. Yeah, man. I um, I guess I also love Japan very much. It's just so- <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what we said about the UK, it's the exact opposite yes. of that. Like every single thing you go to do feels foreign, you know, because it's just it's just so different and in Very a great way. Right. But I didn't, I did not expect everything to just be so toast different. and pork and beans. 
What? Toast, tea, and pork and beans. Oh, what, in the UK? Yeah. 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 For breakfast? <laughs> yeah. I you can't. get stewed tomatoes. <laughs> like, stewed tomatoes for breakfast? What? I don't like <laughs> pork and beans. What? Why are you eating some weird <laughs> shit this morning? And no ice. <laughs> and no ice, yeah. yeah you're like room temperature. Yeah. Jesus. Craziness. Uh, I, or, or, or not flat, but they drink a lot of club soda there. Oh, like right? sparkling water? Yeah, or sparkling water. <laughs> In, in Paris, they're like, guess who's or non guess who's? I'm like, no, I'm actually okay. Right? No guess I have no cheese today. Did you hear what happened to me in the UK? No guesses! <laughs> My favorite, though, was probably Dominion. I went to, to New Japan's pay per view Dominion in Osaka just last year, and I was so shocked. The difference between Tokyo, because I went to the Tokyo Dome for um, uh, Wrestling Kingdom. And that was awesome in its own right, but Osaka is such a different crowd from Tokyo that it, again, just shocked me and how the differences are and how each even different prefecture or whatever can be so different from each other. They were like, by Japanese standards, they were pretty wild and rambunctious, whereas Tokyo, they were all like, oh, that's great. Yeah, for Osaka, Osaka would be like the equivalent of like the South. <laughs> like yeah, even, exactly. even the talking is a little bit. The speech yeah, little, is a little different, mm-hmm. you know. And in, in Tokyo, you'd be like Nandi, and Osaka, uh-huh. you'd be like Nandi, and they're like, <laughs> like you put a little right, extra. Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> they got a little bit more uh going right, on. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I did, I did the UK tournament for WWE in January, and to fly there, and it was the first time that I interviewed Triple H, and mm. so it was just like uh, I've had a. A few years career now of interviewing people. I mean, Kia, I interviewed you a couple years ago. That's the first time you were really into Dance Moms at that time. Yes. That? <laughs> yes. Is that show still on? I don't even know. It's still on, but Abby's in jail, and oh. now Cheryl Burke is. Uh, she's gonna. She's gonna take over. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, yeah. that's, that's a change. Cheryl Burke was uh, Jericho's partner in dancing. With yes, the she was. Yes. Oh, okay. Look at that. It all came right. back around. All comes back around no. with a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't watch either of those shows. But um, it was just such a surreal moment uh, to sit down with him. And one of the first things he said to me was, hey, because I had just come from Japan, actually, to interview him. And he was like, hey, if you fall asleep during this interview, I'll understand. Because, you know, I know you just came here from Japan. And I was like, Triple H knows what I was doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know I did. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those moments the first time Vince McMahon called me by my name. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember uh, Jingle All the Way? Remember The movie? The movie. Okay. Remember where Arnold's dress up as Turbo Man? Yeah. <laughs> and he has to wait. And he has to give away the uh, uh, the uh, toy. Yeah. And he says, "Pick a kid, pick a kid." And he goes, "Jamie." And then he goes, "He knows my name." <laughs> That was me uh, the first time Ben's goes, Marty, get your ass over here. Okay. <laughs> you got to kick your heels up. Yeah, I, I did. I did a little Christmas. dance. <laughs> I marked out. That is awesome. Wow. I mean, so so what would you say, For two, two questions. We've got to wrap it a little bit in here, but where do you want to go from here? Where would you like the industry now? So you're kind of transitioning in, into an, an acting role lately. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you want things to take you from here. Is there anywhere on your bucket list of places to go? I'd like or? to thank the Academy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll put that out there in the universe. I like it. I like it. I will second the notion for you. Dang it. <laughs> How about you, Marty? Uh, Paul, Hunter, uh, 
what are we doing tonight for the show? Are, are, are we rewriting it, or, 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 or do we need to find some new talent? <laughs> Sounds like you're booking over there. You're our agent over there, Marty? Yes. All right. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Wow. I, um, I'm scared to work for WWE. i got to be honest with you. I have had so many, like, it's not like a big secret, but so many people have had so many different ways they felt when they were there and then after being there that I don't know. I have such a love we were talking about we all get into this because of this love of the industry. I don't ever want to lose that love. So I, I just don't know if, if I, I would ever want to end up over there because I'd be afraid of, like, you know, because you can hate some people when you work with them for some dumb bullshit. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then that affects you, like, oh, now I'm not going to drink that soda brand because they had a, a, a coworker who was a jerk or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, just, I, just, I have that little bit of trepidation for it. But otherwise, I mean, I don't know. I, I personally would like to. I'm going to. I'm going to live in Japan. That's like a big goal of mine. If I can make, because I'm doing a lot of travel writing now, too. Mm. So if I can make my life work in Japan one day, I would love to live there. I'm going to go visit I you. highly recommend it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, you're welcome to visit anytime. You better believe highly, it. I highly recommend it. I'm, I might move back for a little while. Really? I'd love it? to move back for at least, like, at least maybe, like, have a vacation apartment there. Oh, yeah. Or vacation mansion. They call them mansions, <laughs> which was very confusing when I first got back. I was like, I'm staying in a mansion? Their <laughs> <laughs> mansions are real small. Right? Yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> they say so many things funny over there. I love when they say, Sorry. juice. Juice. <laughs> Macadano. Maca. 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 It's McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Chateau. <laughs> so I think I had an hour long conversation about Chateau. No, in Chateau, USA. I was like, I don't know what Chateau is. No Seattle. <laughs> it's Seattle. <laughs> I was like, oh, see. And, you, and as Americans, you always like, you're kind of, you're like, oh, Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I am, can't wait to hear all the different words that are funny to me when I go over oh, there. I can't wait for so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do school for three months over there starting in January. I'm going to go for Wrestle Kingdom and then just stay. Yes. Un- until they oh. boot me out. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dale, I'm so happy. Yeah, it'll be. It's awesome. I think it's going to be expensive, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Do it. It's going to be worth it. it. Yeah. It's going to be so worth it. I got to I got to give it a try at least. If I don't, I'll be mad that I didn't. Yes, you will. You know, it'll do be it now. it'll be in between seasons of this show so I can work it out yes. and come back. No, it, it, and you know Saying that, or we just go on location. Yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> count, count me in. Can we just shoot from a phone? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's just going out and following what your passion is and, and, and what you love. I mean, you know, that's why all three of us, you know, that, that's our journey, and we went and we pursued it. Where it, it's sad because more times than not, people don't go and follow that passion or their dreams or whatever because certain people in their lives or whatever or they just don't have the confidence to go do it but yet there's three of us sitting right here who are dream stealers dream stealers will steal your dream and if you're too afraid to sacrifice you will never become who you want to be you can never become who you want to be by remaining who you are that is 100 percent true and people let fear stop them from trying things it is definitely okay to try something and fail yes there's nothing wrong with that it makes you better at the next thing you go try to do Amen. how many times did Edison or whomever really invented like the light bulb Tesla um, (laughs) (laughs) try before they got it right you gotta think about things like that you know Elon Musk how many times did they you know go through all these things I mean if 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 um, everything worked now, we'd be in space right now. But they're they're trying and they're failing every day. And every time they try and fail, they learn something new. Walt Disney so, failed. Yeah. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Man, I don't know. Well, well speaking of which, um, a great story that I got. I got to go to the Mae Young Classic uh, for the tournament down in Orlando. And I, I had such an amazing time down there. But no one embodies opportunities of travel and leaving everything you know uh, better than Lacey Evans. She's, she's at NXT right now. She also competed in the Mae Young Classic. Her story is phenomenal. Uh, take a listen to it in this interview. And it really is exactly what we're talking about, how you just kind of sometimes you just got to know that you're not doing the way you need to do you. Mm. And you got to go do it. So take a listen. Here is Lacey Evans. We are here at the Mae Young Classic with Lacey Evans. How are you doing? I'm great, Dale. How are you? Doing pretty good. Lady of NXT. Yes, I am. How's things uh, been heading into this tournament? Um, they've been so hectic. Uh, we've sure. done so much training. Um, I have seen so many women from all over the world coming in and out. Um, not really sure who they all are. Um, <laughs> what are they doing in my house? I mean, some of them are <laughs> over six foot tall. Oh, yeah. Um, my word. Biggest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it makes you wonder if it's a woman's tournament. I mean, Lord. So, um, but you got no, it's them, been, though. you got them. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just got to go for their legs, take them down, you know? <laughs> yep. So let's talk about your, your history, um, pre WWE. So you were a U.S. Marine. Yes. And also, uh, a SWAT team member. Yes, I was. I How was on. How did that come about? Um, when I joined the Marine Corps, I, my MOS, my job was military police officer. Okay. Um, so once I got that MOS, I quickly, uh, transitioned and did a specialized job as a SRT member, which is Special Reactions Team. Okay. Same concept as a SWAT team. Um, and so then I got that new job in the military mm-hmm. and then uh, was the assistant breacher and was on a team of seven um, team members, and that's what, that was my job. That's crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. What inspired you to, to do all that? Um, just growing up, I needed to get out of that lifestyle, and uh, the military was what I knew that I was supposed to do. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so what, what was growing up like then? Um, I grew up with a lot of siblings. Uh, my father did construction, okay. um, but a lot of my family suffered with depression and addiction. So um, not that they were lazy, but the life that they led was uh, complete opposite of anything that I wanted. Um, so I grew up watching... My loved ones give up, um, roll with the punches, and accept where they were at in their life, which was nine times out of ten not a good spot. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew from a very young age that I would not live that life. Um, So when I was 19, um, I was a year into college, and um, things took a toll for the worse, and I knew I needed to to get out of there. If not, um, I'd probably still be there today. Yeah. Uh, well, good on you then. I mean, a lot of people, like you say, I have I have a lot of friends that grew up in like a small town, and I have a lot of friends that just kind of gave up and accepted like, well, this yes. is where I am, this is where I must stay. Yes. I guess I'm done. So good on you for Thank you. Thank <laughs> taking that initiative. So how did that transition then into WWE? Were you a fan growing up or anything? Or um, No, we moved around a lot. Uh, sometimes we had to live in tents, um, didn't have TVs. So, right. Makes uh, it hard to watch. And my life was very, um, I had to quickly get into work, quickly into making money and uh, help and support my family. And there was no time. I didn't sit with grandma on a Sunday morning and eat a do- eat the donuts that she homemade and watched, watched uh, you know, watch wrestling. I never right. had that. So um, I got up Sundays and I worked. And I got up on Mondays and, and, and every evening that I could from school and I worked. And that's what I did. 
Um, but my staff sergeant in the military, he wasn't in my unit. Um, he told me that he did uh, wrestling. Hmm. And he was very uh, heavy set, and I didn't believe him. <laughs> because I thought <laughs> that he meant amateur wrestling, which uh, I, right. I did in high school. I was I an amateur state champion wrestler. Wow. And ninth in the nation. So I know what athletics was, and what I was looking at was <laughs> not. <Wasn't> that. <laughs> so I said... Well, you have to show me what this wrestling you do because I, you got to, you know, you got to prove to me, you know. Um, I'll believe it when I see it type of woman. And uh, and I saw it and I quickly believed it. I went to a match on a Saturday and he invited me out and I went to a show and I watched it and fell in love. And I just couldn't believe the interaction, you know, from the mm. crowd. And mm-hmm. and those were my people. You know, there was the people that, that didn't have very much. And you could tell and this is their escape. And I, that's the part that intrigued me the most, you know? Yeah, that is the beauty of it. I mean, it, it definitely gives you all these aspirational qualities while entertaining you at yes. the same time. So it's, it's pretty great. So then, okay, so, so he shows you the biz. And then what? You, you say, um, I'm headed to WWE or how you do I You want to know the truth? This? Yeah. I was in the next match. I was in the next show no. that Saturday. <laughs> and my opponent was the 250-pound staff sergeant. <laughs> And I almost died, and to date, it was probably one of the hardest matches that I ever had. Oh, my God. Seth Sarton Isles, yes. It was, <laughs> it was quite a quite an experience, yeah, but I gave it my all. Right into the pan. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I burnt into a crisp, but I jumped into the pan, so I'm good. That's crazy. Wow. That's probably the quickest turnaround I've ever heard yeah. of. <laughs> but it wasn't long after that. So uh, Tom Cosio, he uh, used to write biographies for uh, Ted DiBiase, um, oh, okay. a few of the big names uh, within WWE mm-hmm. um, back in the day. And he was also the promoter for that wrestling promotion. Really? Yeah. So it was just by some chance. It was pretty I – I just lucked out. Yeah. Um, he was a promoter, and um, he was also a Georgia State professor. You okay. know, so he was very busy within the community and, and um, had a lot of strings. And uh, he saw me wrestle – well, he saw me that first Saturday just as a, as a spectator. Um, saw me get in the ring following Saturday up against this grown man. And um, he quickly got on the phone, and he still had Ted DiBiase's number, uh, contact. Nice, nice. And he sent him a text, and he said, I mean, this female Marine just walked in, and I'm telling you, you need to give her a shot. Uh-huh. Me not knowing about WWE and, and that, you know, I was didn't know anything. Didn't I know see. anything. I see. But I'll be damned if I wasn't going to try. Right. Because I liked it, and mm-hmm. I knew I, I was. I may have not been good, but I knew I could be good. And if, if they just gave me a shot, I could prove it. And sure as hell enough, they did. (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. That is mind blowing. Now, had you done anything that was sort of like, was was performing arts of any kind in your past? Was there anything that you you did previously that kind of led you to the the more character side of it, or was it just the physicality of it that you liked? The grit, the physicality. Um, I hated before. I I hated drama. I did not want to go up there, and I did it in high school because I had to. Okay, right, um, of course. But I didn't like any bit of it. Huh. Um, now, if it would have been a fighting scene, mm-hmm. I would have been the first hand raised, but it wasn't. It was, <laughs> Never oh, was. oh, Romeo. I'm like, no, absolutely not. That is not what I, I had no interest in it. So that was the hardest part for me was um, – you know, have, getting the character and, mm. you know, I just, I wanted to fight and I wanted to, you know, and, but this job has a lot of different aspects to it. So that's, right. I'm still learning every day and making sure that I'm 
but, but I don't like to lose, and I like to be good at what I do. So I put in a lot of effort. That'll drive you to do a lot of, a lot of yes. cool stuff. Um, so tell me about the lady of NXT then. So where are you drawing inspiration right now? Um, I have a daughter. She's four. Okay. And um, so many people, uh, especially women that I've um, in the military and just in general in life, they're so quick to prove what a woman you know, can outdo a man or do it better than a man. And, and I've never been one to do that. Because I'm proud of being a woman and uh, proud of being a lady. And I think that women are badasses without having just being women alone. Men could never do what a woman can do, you know, rather it's, I mean, just in, in all aspects. Because oh, yeah. th- we have differences. Mm-hmm. And there's same things about a woman. Can, there's things that men can do that, you know, women, it's just, that's because we're a man and a woman. And I take pride in being a lady. Mm-hmm. I take pride in being a mother and a wife. Those titles are what being a lady and a woman is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I take that and I just set the example. You know, it, it doesn't matter if um, who you are. You know, I'm a lady and I'm still strong and I can still do amazing things. I don't have to outdo a man because I'm not a man. I'm a proud lady. I'm a proud woman, and I'll and I'm going to raise a strong woman. I'm going to raise a strong lady, and the lady of NXT is is confident, and she's motivated, and she's passionate. I can cook. I can bake a pie just as good as I can fire a weapon. <laughs> I'm a lady, damn it, and I'm proud of it. I love that. You've got a, a very lucky daughter, it sounds like. Oh, thank you. Um, so I read uh, high-intensity tactical training. Yes. Um, what, what's the difference between that and high-intensity interval training? Um, sounds very different to me. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Tactical training. So tactfully, tactfully, we're out in outdoors, and we uh, we're very limited on the things that we could use. I see. Um, so rather we get deployed or we're in the field and we're doing different training, you have to use kind of what's around you mm-hmm. um, more so than if you were in a gym with full equipment and AC. Right. Um, so okay. we we but we. Um, Combine the two, you know, I, we're trained indoors and, and stuff like that. But we also go outside and make sure that you use, you adapt. And that's one thing that I, that I'm, you know, I learned in the military and we're very adaptable. So Mm -hmm. high intensity tactical training is, um, quite the same thing, but you use what you can and what you have. I see. Okay. And so we are kind of specialized in taking advantage of the environment. Yes. Yes. More than, okay, that's cool. So you've been here in WWE for how long? A year, a year year and a couple months. Yes. Um, coming into it, so from that experience and then coming into here, were there any expectations going into it that either got disproved or were just completely wrong misconceptions? So many. I yeah. mean, from the start, uh, it was a three-day tryout, uh-huh. and uh, my gunny, I, I was, I was second-guessing myself. I was like, I mean, because I, I googled, you know, what the women, it's like, um, oh boy, divas. Uh-huh, oh my uh-huh. goodness! And I, I googled what they look like, and I shut my computer, and I said, absolutely not, you know. And, and my gunny was like, Marine, you better get, get up there, you know. And he, he motivated me and pushed me up there. I was like, well, I'll just give, we'll see what happens. It was right. three days, give it my all. And I walked in, and I, I didn't smile because I'm mean, five years in the military, and, and there's nothing to talk about. It's proper greeting, and you go about your business, and you, you work. Mm-hmm. Well, in this business, you shake hands, you hug, you smile, you know, you make conversation, and that was one of the hardest things to, um, to get used to because, huh. um, you know, you just you stay in your lane, and you, right. and you don't get in people's way. Uh, so when I walked in for the tryout, I seen these beautiful women. I mean, their hair ties match their sports bra that match their socks. 
I had holes in my shoes. <laughs> I was not. I thought we were ready to like fight. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. coming ready so to go. To and I tried to turn around. I, I saw him. I went to turn around to leave, totally and another group a wave came in. And I like, said, "Oh my goodness!" I crap, said, I'm stuck. "They're never gonna want." I mean, look at me, and the, I mean, I was like, "They're never gonna." Um, but you know, it's funny. I was like, the next wave came in. I sat down. They took my name, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna give it everything that I have." And I may not look like these women, but uh, you know, I'm a mom, and I'm thinking these—they're so young, and they're just so perfect. And uh, but you know, it's just funny how the world works because. Um, I, now I could do my makeup just as good as that, the most beautiful woman that I saw that day. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you just keep on learning and I'm, I'm learning a lot of different things from, from this job. So, um, I mean, this is a business too, that being different is, is better. Really. I feel like mm -hmm. you, you don't want to look like everybody else that's in that audition. Yes. You know, yes. so a year of being here, when did you find out that you were going to be a part of uh, the May Young Classic? Ooh, uh, it was. I believe a little over a month ago, okay. but it wasn't set in stone. Mm. So it was just, it was in rumored that I may have gotten chosen to represent USA and uh, be one of the ones to, and, uh, and I was just so excited, but I, you can't get your hopes up, you know, right, because yeah. anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just kept training and, and of course your mind wonders and you're like, well, I, maybe I can, you know, train a little bit more in this just in case I am. And, and, uh, but it was verified and, checked off uh, a few weeks ago crazy yes so what are your expectations for the tournament i mean it's, you're gonna have a lot of eyes on you for sure yeah um my expectations i mean just all the women that came in today i'm so excited just to learn from them because i am new in this company and you've got women that have been working in this doing wrestling for years mm -hmm. and years so you know once again and everything else i've done in my life i'm just going to give everything that i have um and and mostly watch, you know, I'm, I, I want to learn a lot. Uh, I want to be good at what I do and be able to work with, with so many people. Like right now, you know, I, I was lucky and got trained. My majority of my training, all my training was, you know, from right here in NXT, WWE. You know, I got top-of-the-line training right. from the jump. Getting it right and, from um, But it's interesting to kind of branch out and, and oh, keep my eyes and ears open and, and see what I could pick up from all these I mean, because they're just, they're veterans. They're so knowledgeable in so many different aspects when it comes to wrestling. And uh, so I'm, I want to do the best that I can. And, and I, I, I want to win it. I'm going to win it. I don't care what people say, because I'm going to give everything that I have. And no matter the outcome, though, I want to walk away with more knowledge, because that's what I'm here for. I want to learn and I want to be good and be able to compete against everybody, not just within my my group here at NXT and the competition that I see on a daily basis. I want to I wanna be a force to be reckoned with, and what I'm going to learn here at this tournament is going to help me be that. That's awesome. What a, what a great way to look at it, too. Thank you. Um, so did you live in Orlando beforehand then, or did you move here for the job? Um, I moved here for the job. Okay. Uh, I met my husband in Florida okay. um, when I was 15. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, and we've been together ever since. We, wow. You know, we picked her name out when we were 16. Young love story. <laughs> but, um, and, oh, he's such, he's such a supportive, he's my biggest fan. Good. Will okay. always be. Okay. Him and my baby both. But um, we started a company when we were 22, and I run that in South Carolina. It's a construction company. Okay. And he's a general contractor. So we... We run that um, in South Carolina, but we live in a trailer uh, camper mm, okay. down here at the campsite. So nice. that's what we we do um, to juggle everything because we have so many different parts. And you know, my husband's 
has his career and I have my career and we have a daughter, so we have to be able to juggle everything. Right. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we moved down and, and try to juggle both. Cool. Have you been liking it down here or? Um, no, <laughs> no. Weather wise or just in general? I mean, I like the rain. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. A little bit of heat, you know, uh, my hair is, you know, takes well, but <laughs> there are so many people. I'm from a small town. Uh, yeah. you know, the cars that they're they're they get so angry so fast. Oh yeah. If you're anywhere near Disney World, it's surprisingly oh my unpleasant. Goodness. <laughs> I, and so it's just like every day it's like a fight, yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, I don't mind. <laughs> but it's just so many people, such a fast-paced life, and I, I, I like slow life. I like, oh, I you know, I like bonfires and breakfast and, and, you know, and chickens and getting the eggs. And it's like people here don't have time for that. Right. I did see something. Do you have... A variety of pets? Yes, um, which shown proved to be very hard to keep up with, with the traveling and <laughs> everything. Bet, yeah. But when they hired me, when I went to the tryout, I had chickens and goats and pigs, and that's where we got our eggs, and that's where uh, we got our meats. That's and so cool. um, That's the life that I like. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like it more slow because my biggest fear, and always has been, is that you get so caught up in life that you forget to live. Mm-hmm. And it's that, easy to do. And it helps me to remember that living in a minimalist. So I, I believe in like uh, living in an RV versus living in a big house with so many things because right. things are not what life is about. It's memories. And, but people in Orlando are so, they move so fast that it's almost like they're not even alive. They're just going through the motions. And I, that's not what I like. I like to go fishing and watch the sun go down, not take a picture of it as it, as I drive by. Right. People with, with phones being everywhere, it is so easy to just not be in the moment, like capture the moment, but not be in the moment. Yes. It's like you're watching somebody else's slideshow at that point. Yep. It's very, exactly. I feel you. It's just hard to do. Yes. (laughs) Well, this has been awesome. Thank you for your time on here. So are you, I see here at Lacey Evans, WWE for Twitter. Is Twitter your fave? Are you more of an Instagram person? I'm more of an Instagram um, but I share it to my Twitter regardless. I so see, okay. everything that pops on my Instagram will, I mean, I may tweet a little opinion every now and then, but I have to be very careful cause I love America uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> and a few other things, but I'm sharp tongues kind of, and I say what I think yeah. and I think what I say. Yep. And I mean what I say. So I feel like you got to make fans or enemies one way or the other. Either so way. Just be and you. <laughs> yeah. So I just have to be more careful with my, my Twitter opinions. I see. Okay. But a caption on an Instagram is easier to think through versus a That's quick true. comment. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you for your time and good luck in the tournament. Thank you so much for having me, Dale. Evans, Lacey Evans. She was awesome. Thank you so much for uh, doing that interview. And she didn't win the May Young Classic. We don't know who has won quite yet. I'm, I don't know. My money's... I don't know who my money is on. They're both fine, I guess. Uh, I like pirates, so I don't know if that helps. Uh, <laughs> Marty, uh, speaking of travel, Kia had to literally run out for travel right now. She's a busy, busy gal. So yeah, she is. Follow her at Spinning Fist. Um, Marty, put yourself over. Uh, Marty Elias, uh, 1967, at Marty Elias, 1967 on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, which I, I do Instagram a lot, is at Marty Elias 67. And on Facebook, just good old Marty Elias. You are an Instagram and fool. I like it. I am. Uh, I am The Walking Dale on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us at Ringside Pop on Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter, whatever you want. Just just find follow, us, follow. watch us, subscribe, like. Thanks everybody here at AfterBuzz TV, and thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Dale Rutledge, and Stephen Lemieux, managing producer for AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Donica, and the entire Ringside Pop staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow the show on Twitter at Ringside Pop. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!